Welcome to Throttled Up the Podcast, often imitated, never duplicated, your weekly home for the best in motorsports coverage. And welcome back to Throttled Up the Podcast. And Matt, we got two of our favorite people in the racing industry in here and uh, you know, and I got to say, we were talking before we went on air. It is the third time that Mr. Watson has been on. Mm-hmm. I mean, and we've really watched him grow up. Oh, yeah. His I dad mean, had to bring him the first time. Yeah. I mean, so. and now, I mean, other than we got to be done by 930 for his curfew, we, uh, <laughs> we're we're in pretty good shape with him. But, you know, we've, we've gotten that chance and Jordan's been on. And I, I just want to say this. Jordan came on last year with us. Whoa, I don't know what just happened to the video there, but uh, Jordan came on last year with us, and uh, that's better. Uh, came on last <laughs> earlier this year with us, and when you did, we hooked you up with a thralled up t shirt. And I don't know how many times after that I saw you at the track representing, man. Oh, yeah. So, yes, sir. I appreciate it. I love that shirt. So, uh, so. As you already know, um, with us tonight, obviously my co-host all the time, Matt Staples, and also uh, Jordan Weaver and Braden Watson. So, gentlemen, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having us. Definitely the next generation of modified drivers, man, right here. This is the future of UMP Modifieds, I believe. You know, can I say, and I don't disagree with you, but I'm almost going to argue they're here now. No, I, I, yes, but, you know, one of these days, you know, they're going to be the, you know, the the steadfast you know standalone guys you know i get i get where you come from just saying i mean when when they can stand alone now when Braden first started showing up we were just talking to him about i racing and stuff we didn't even know if he really knew where the track was and i'm picking on him but (laughs) but you know definitely definitely they've both proven themselves if they're on the racetrack they're gonna have a great opportunity parking in victory lane so guys i want to start here with you you know season wrap-up man i mean both of you had extremely extremely successful season so jordan i'll start with you tell us kind of how the year went man it was great you know uh, we started off strong i think we won like our third or fourth night out at paragon and uh we took the lead in the regional points so we decided we were going to chase that and follow it and uh just started racking off more and more wins and uh won a couple big ones back to back and you know, I just—I really couldn't have asked for a better season. Braden, ours was all right for the second year. I think uh, we won like our, like Jordan said, our third or fourth night at Brownstown, and then ran pretty decent there. And then mid-July we got us one, and then just kept racking up top fives, top tens. So that was all right. That could have been the most underwhelming, good second season <laughs> I've ever heard. Well, you know, we won a couple times and had some top fives and top tens and they yeah. must have raced in different races than i watched because I, they were exciting out on the racetrack that's you what, know that's uh, well i told Braden when he won his first race once you win your first one second or third it yeah, just don't it, cut it anymore yeah you know and, and we've said that on here before and it, it really is I'll, and both of y'all let kind of comment on this and i'm not picking on anybody because i've never been on the track let alone want to race but when you start coming in it's that first of all it's what's my best finish in a heat race then it's I pick, picked up the heat win. Mm-hmm. And you almost you start counting those heat wins. And I'm not picking on anybody that's still counting heat wins. That's amazing. 
But then as soon as you get that feature win, nothing you've ever done in a heat race matters. And it's all about how many tallies can I put up in the feature? Is that, I mean, is that correct? hundred percent. Yeah. Like last year we were pumping up about top fives and everything. And that last race at Brownstown, I think we were like fourth or fifth and we were hanging our heads because we should, I thought I should have ran better anyway. So. So how much does it change, like how critical you are of yourself now? You know, when when you say that, that last race, race at Brownstown, you know, at one point, fourth or fifth, heck yeah, I'm running yeah. the top five of Brownstown. How much harder are you on yourself now saying that you start to realize I had the car to go be better, maybe I made some mistakes, maybe, or maybe I missed the setup, whatever it was? Well, these these cars nowadays, they're so technical. If you miss it just a little bit, I mean, you're off by a mile. Mm-hmm. So most of the nights, uh, it's it's when I run second, I, I hang my head. I'm disappointed. I think of what I could have done to do better, you know, but it uh, just plays out how it plays out. I'm going to say the top five in Modifieds at Brownstown, though, that's saying something. I mean, Brownstown yeah, is a good competition tough. every week. Yeah, every week. Those modifieds roll in with heavy, heavy competition. Mm-hmm. I mean, Hoffman, how many times did he race there? You. Yeah, like three or four you know, times, I'm pretty sure. Nicely showed up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it. Uh, and to beat we'll, Ryan we'll and Jacoby every week. Oh, yeah. You know, that's, yeah. That's hard itself, you know. Yeah, yeah you, just you, your you, local your guys. Your local guys, yeah. But, you know, to talk about that, what what is it like when, let's start local first, when you're able to beat, you know, a Ryan Thomas or – you know, Jacoby Hines, what's that like, especially being as early on as you guys are in that modified class? Yeah, I'll be the first one to admit. It was the Friday night of the Jackson, and I started like 10th or something, ended up working my way up to third. Me and Ryan were side by side for like five laps, and that was pretty That was, that was pretty cool. Yeah, just, just to know you can run with those guys that, you know, you know are the best ones there, it it, it, it says a lot about yourself, you know. it it's It's a good feeling. Yeah. And it's got to build confidence for you guys, obviously. But when you're running five laps next to Ryan Braden, and and you know, especially, I know you guys have a great relationship yeah. with with Rocket or with Rocket, with Diamond. He's fired. He's I fired. know. <laughs> I've been trying to get Ryan on this show forever, and I just called it a rocket. But with Diamond, it goes fast. <laughs> but yeah. but do you do you get nervous when you're racing next door to him, thinking? I don't want to screw this up. I don't want to end up taking both of us out. I don't. Yeah, like we joke all the time about, oh, we're gonna take each other out. I'm gonna take you out, whatever. But it was, it was, yeah, it was kind of different racing against him. Like I didn't want to get into him, take us both out, or whatever. But I don't know, it was fun. You also gotta know you gotta be on your game. Yeah, you you, got, you can't mess up. Yeah. You know. Well, I believe his last win at Brownstown, you went over and got the car ready for him, didn't you? So he could yeah, keep working. So yeah. I, I mean, that that's kind of cool there. Yeah, that we were over there for a little bit in the morning. Yeah, and I, I think you know when you talk about that too, that idea of you can't make a mistake. And I, I talked about this when um, Aubrey uh, Mounts, Aubrey Egan, at that point picked up her first win. When you talk about Jason Heyman that year is coming to the restart outside of you, I don't know that other people think about that, but you're exactly right. Those kind of guys talk about a Ryan, a Jacoby. They take advantage of any mistake you make. Yeah. yeah, and I had an incident like that this year. I I was almost certain I was going to get my first one at Brownstown. I led 17 laps. There was a caution, and I went back to the bottom like I, th- I, like I thought I should, and Jacoby rolled right around me, took advantage of the restart, and I – after the race, I I knew I should have just moved up one lane just to block him off because I knew he was going to be on the outside. But but you're talking about a guy's got a million miles, you know, a million exactly. laps around that joint. He, know, that, he knew what he had to do in that situation yeah. to to get the job done. And it's got to be frustrating too, you know. And we've talked to a lot of guys, obviously with different ranges of experience. But you got to be thinking, man, I can't wait till I'm at that point. Not wishing away, you know, years, but. Mm-hmm. I can't wait till I'm at that point where I know, I, I know what this guy's going to do, and I know what you have to do here to go get it because right. that experience is invaluable, man. When you you know yeah. what the track's going to do, you know where you got to attack. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, that happened to me. One of the last races of the season, Hoffman was at. He, I was leading that heat race, and we had a caution. We were like set three to go, and he rolled right around me on top. It, one lane around the tires. I was like, how? But 
experience got, got the best of it right there, I guess. And how often do you guys go back and, and not just watch the video of yourselves racing, but watch some of those other guys and see moves they made or lines they took, things like that? Every day for me. All the time. Yeah. <laughs> it's all the I, time. I watch racing like on uh, 13 Media. I'll get on there almost every day and just watch. That's got to be, I mean, that to me, and I came from, you know, obviously coaching football and film's huge in football, but watching the stuff that Dirt to Media puts out, that's got to be so much fun to go back and look at. Now, do you watch it more to critique your driving or kind of see if you can pick up anything over how everyone else drives? A little bit of both, like Is see it? what I could do different in a situation versus what they're doing in a situation, so. What about you, Jordan? Yeah, exactly. You know, most of the time it's watching yourself, seeing what you could have done better. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot of times where I'm watching what other people are doing and how they take advantage of certain situations. So, All right, so I'm going to ask you this, too, because you both have extremely strong backing from family. And it's, it's, a, it's a really cool deal. Um, you know, it was, it was funny to me even when I posted – whatever it was last week or Sunday when I said, you know, make sure you tune in to watch you guys. And I went upstairs and did something, came back and checked my phone. There was like 17 shares on that yeah. post. And I'm like, who in the heck shared my post? And I start looking down and it's, it's everybody. Yeah. And it, it's so cool what you guys have. What's it like when you win? Obviously we've talked to you guys about your feelings, but what's it like for that family and that extended group that that's at the track with you guys? Uh, Every time I've won, you know, everybody's jumping up and down. They're they're emotional, you know. And actually, the first night this year, I got pretty emotional just seeing how everybody else was, yeah, and same. you know, seeing seeing your family love what you do and help you support what you do. It's 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 a pretty cool feeling. I think that they're more excited than I am most of the time because like we've been wanting to do this ever since for forever, and finally for it to come true is pretty cool. So. Mm -hmm. And it's got to be, I would think, too, for you guys, after that race, obviously you guys are exhausted. I mean, you're beat. I mean, it's, yeah. especially when we get in those hot days in the summer and you guys are getting out drained. Everybody else has still got energy, man. Everybody else yeah, is not saying they've pumped. not been working working in the pits and working their tails off, but, yeah, they're, they are overly excited. You guys are probably like, don't get me wrong, happy and excited, but yeah, yeah, it's like, was. I was ready for bed. They wanted to stay up all night, and I was ready for bed. <laughs> <laughs> understandable for sure so let's uh let's talk about this as well when we look back obviously we know some of the greatest moments you had this year were were when you got to victory lane what were some other moments throughout this year that that kind of stood out to you as you raced for me first night out this year um I really didn't know what to expect with the car we changed a lot of stuff uh more things than I'm used to running and to run second in my first heat race to Gilpin. I led half of it. You know, he took advantage of one little mistake, but to run second first night out to Gilpin in a heat race on a completely different car than I had last year was pretty cool for me. Mine, yeah, like Jordan said, at the beginning of the year, I didn't know what to expect, and, and it was like a new way out 40, and I was running third to Gilpin and Thomas, and running right there with them guys was pretty fun, and the same deal. I like the Jackson running with them guys was, was makes you feel good about a driver really and that's you know again when you people who know brownstown speedway when you put the names you know gilpin and thomas and you're running around there with those guys yeah. there's nobody that does it better at brownstown speedway than those two for sure and i mean we talked about jacoby earlier when nick hoffman's there nick hoffman's a freak i mean yeah, I, he, he's crazy <laughs> yeah that like, dude he won every time he raced this year it seemed like yeah uh, yeah you know literally and i've never seen a guy just i mean that when you interviewed him um what race was it when he raced both the late model and he won them both sure i can't remember now that locked up his uh the national championship for the yeah Monofile. and i can't remember but he got out and he i mean he's ran wasn't even out of breath 70 some yeah. laps and he's yeah. like i mean he looked like he was ready to run a marathon and i'm I mean, I understand. I'm. I need to exercise a little bit more, but I've just come down from the stairs, and I'm like, I, I'm more out of breath than this cat that's ran seventy laps. Yeah. Yeah. I, even some twenty lap races, I get out and I'm I'm exhausted. That's how I am. Those guys are on higher lap races like that. They're uh, they're they're up one on me for sure. Well, I asked him that in Victory Lane. You know, he just climbed out of out of the late model, 
And they got down to the modified. And when he got out in victory lane, I mean, he wasn't even winded. Mm-hmm. And like Dustin said, I came down from the tower and had to catch my breath before <laughs> yeah. I started talking. Yeah. You know, so. Okay, I'm ready. Yeah. <laughs> so let's go off the track a little bit. And obviously, as you guys are gaining experience, and I don't want you to give away any huge setup tips, but how much do you feel like you've learned over these first few years in the modified class on your setup, knowing your car, those kind of things? Uh for me the last two years it's i've i'm in a completely different spectrum as i used to be you know working on the cars i i i I like to think i know all the ins and outs but i still i'm still learning a little bit but uh yeah some of the stuff that guys are doing nowadays is so high tech and you just have to keep up with it so that's you just got to do your best that's how i am like last year i didn't really know anything at all but this year i've learned a whole lot just from working on the car all the time with dad and everything so it's helped a lot how quick does the technology change like last race season from the first race to the last race how much did setups and stuff change for you know the technology on what you can and can't do and this year i think it was just stuff that's changed in previous years but it's getting more and more technical like the way you do things you know it's it's really yeah there's a fine line with everything there's a lot of stuff so the car's pretty do. finicky if you this slightly the wrong direction it, it it'll tell it, you yeah oh yeah. really yeah yep yeah you miss it by a little bit you miss it by a lot wow and and it amazes me and i'm positive both of you are getting ready to go you know the pri show is getting ready to come up here in indianapolis but when you walk through that place i can't even imagine as a driver how difficult it's got to be to select what vendors I go to to put parts on my car because technology is constantly changing and you walk through that place and everybody will tell you they've got the latest, greatest and best thing. Mm, yeah. So it's got to be constantly trying to figure out and not just what may be the latest and greatest, but what works best for you guys as drivers right. and, and your driving style right. and you your know? pocketbook. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, yeah. pocketbook. <laughs> yeah, that's a big thing. Yeah. Um, Really, I mean, I just kind of like to go with things that I know are proven, you know. Yeah, uh, if the biggest and the best are running it, then you know it's a good product, and that's kind of what I like to strive towards is to, you know, just get what I, the best I can for the money and yeah, that's try not to are. cheap out. Right. I was going to say, you know, we went up there last year, and, you know, every booth you went to, this is this is what you need. And, you know, yeah. we go to the next booth, hey, no, this is what you need. And I was thinking, man, you know, we were up as media, just checking it out. I was like, man, if I was a racer, you know, it, it'd be hard to, because that little bit they try to talk to you, know, they try to, you know, sell everything they have under the sun. So. Boy, and if I actually had money, I feel like I'd walk out with seven different brands of shocks. Yeah. I feel like I'd be like, oh, the first one I saw, okay, I need these. I'll get these. Yeah. Walk about three more aisles and go, oh, no, 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 I need these. Yeah. I can't imagine if I actually had the ability to go do that kind of stuff. I was wore out just trying to make sure we got all the stickers available. Oh, yeah. I know. My deep freeze is the fastest deep freeze in Southern Indiana. Yeah, you get so many stickers. Oh, place. yeah. You yeah. Know. A lot of it is, is monkey see, monkey do, you know. But for me, I like to go with people that have good customer support who I can yeah. talk to about what the car's doing or what the product's doing. And, you know, to where some of the bigger companies, they don't really have time for the local racers, you know, but some of the companies out there really do and that's that's the ones i try to look for yeah customer service is everything in racing right now or whatever well i think you made a great point too jordan when you said you know go with what's proven yeah Yeah. and and when we're talking about you know you guys are racing on and i don't want to say a limited budget but we're all on a limited budget i mean Mm -hmm. you don't have a million dollar piggy bank sitting at home just to buy and try things and throw it away so let some of those other bigger name guys try it, mm-hmm. and then if after a year they're saying this is the way to go, and you see them still running it, then maybe it's time to look to invest in something like that. Yeah, I, I think Braden's in the same boat I am. I got one motor, one car, one yeah. set of shocks, yeah, it's, one transmission, you know. So I like to put the best I can on my car yeah. that I can afford. So and to know it's going to be reliable. That's yeah, the other reliable. thing. Yes. Some of that new, the best and new stuff. Yeah, it may be fast, but, but you may br- it, it may break or wear out in you know last year? five or six races. And for you guys, you got to make it a season. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's big. 
Well, hey, let's uh, let's take a break here real quick and bring in our first round of sponsors, and we'll be right back. But if you are watching right now, stay with us. We have a huge announcement um, coming when we come back from the break that I'm very, very excited to share. P3 Graphics is one of Indiana's premier suppliers for motorsports wraps and apparel. P3 Graphics offers great pricing along with some of the best customer service in the industry. Give them a try on your next project and you won't be sorry. You can contact them via email, phone, or on Facebook on the P3 Graphics page. To find out more, go to www.p3graphix.com. Again, that's www.p3graphics.com. Billy Badfast Performance is your local dealer for Velocita racing gear, custom and off-the-shelf suits, shoes, gloves, crew shirts, and custom tent canopies. Also, Zamp Racing Equipment, which includes helmets and neck restraints, double-H fabrication, front and rear bumpers, door bars, and T-bars. When you're one of the guys at the track that's bad fast and you want to look great doing it, give us a call at Billy Badfast Performance, 502-517-9393. Also, look for Billy Badfast Performance on Facebook and Twitter. Schaefer Photo and Custom Tee is the place for any race fan to get racing memorabilia. Mark and Jamie Schaefer will work to make whatever custom photo product you would like. From prints, keychains, magnets, buttons, and much more, stop by the Schaefer Photo and Custom Tee booth and let Bronze Bobby know what they can do for you. Miller's Termite and Pest Control is the only place you need to look for pest control. Don't get roped into contracts or high prices with the big companies. Reach out to someone who cares about you. They can handle any problem from termites, bed bugs, ants, spiders, etc. They also do lawn care. Where else can you keep the bugs out of your house and your yard looking sharp? Reach out to them today on Facebook at Miller's Termite and Pest Control. Email at pest underscore in underscore peace at yahoo.com or by phone at 812-767-5657. All right, and we are back here on Throttled Up the Podcast, and big announcement. I'm very, very excited to say, if you got the chance to watch our episode last week, Jared Thomas from Jared Thomas Racing. We had Jared and his dad Dave on. Um, he races a, a Mazda Miata sports car series. Talked a lot about going to the Mazda Ray, Road to the 24 shootout. Um, that is actually the first ladder in the Mazda Racing uh, driver training program uh, to race the prototype cars. So he went out there today with six other, five other finalists yesterday and today competed. And we are very, very excited to announce he is the winner of the Mazda Road to the 24 shootout. So congratulations to Jared Thomas, uh, Jared Thomas Racing, Dave Thomas, all those guys. Uh, he is the winner of a $100,000 scholarship. Uh, that will help him move up to the Mazda MX-5 Touring Car Series that will follow the IndyCar Series uh, next year as they go to race. So, Skyler Lewis needs to get his truck driving skills yeah. in order. Yeah, so. I don't know if Skyler's watching tonight, but Skyler, um, you need to get ready for the truck driving. And if John Leach is watching uh, from North Vernon, Indiana, he told me that Davey had talked to him about maybe coming on and being the chef uh, while, they, while they race. So, John, uh, time to start shopping. Yep. So very very cool. Congratulations to them. I'm very excited for to see what they do next year. And and I'm just gonna say I I think it's the you know we talk about the Sports Illustrated curse and the Madison or Madden cover curse. I think it's the I think it's the throttled up you know luck. I agree with you. I think we he comes on last week wins a hundred grand next week. That's pretty lucky right there. So, <laughs> Braden's thinking, is there a race I could get yeah, the modified yeah. to? Yeah. Yeah. Get the modified out. Uh, uh, actually, you, right now you're carless, right? Yeah, I don't have a car right now. Yeah. Remember, he sold it. Oh, yeah. That's going to be tough. Is. His, his isn't even built yet. Yeah, it's still sitting in pieces. <laughs> He'll show up with just Tubi. Yeah, it's, it's still Tubi right here. Now. Hey, before we go back into talking to you guys, why don't you uh, throw out your sponsors here the first time? Because, And not just sponsors, because I talked a little bit about them earlier, but I know you guys have a huge following, too, that, that helps you get to the track and do what you guys do. So thank your sponsors and all those that help you get there. Uh, first of all, I, yeah, like I said, I want to thank my family, my mom, my dad, my grandparents, my Uncle Tommy has been coming to help me every week, and uh, just the one extra hand really helps me and my dad. You know, uh, Nate, everybody that comes to help, um, 
all my sponsors, B&W Auto Mart, Perfection Cleaning, Morrison's TV and Appliance, Gotch Tree Service, Bloomington Window Tent, Dex Diesel Performance, Earnhardt Technologies, Swift Springs, Spec Racing Engines, Impressive Race Cars, Leary Shock Technology, Slicker Graphics, uh, Jimmy Cooper Enterprises, um, just a lot of people that helped me out, and uh, I can't thank each and every one of them enough. Yeah, same here with my family, mom, dad, step-parents, uh, Byron, Eric, Jordan, everybody that helps on the car, uh, my Mimi and Poppy, all my family comes to support every week. And my sponsors, uh, Spot Enterprises, uh, Turner Contracting, Canaan Filters, uh, S&J Construction, uh, Eric Alcorn, Alcorn Industrial, he's a big help. <clears throat> uh, Mike Hopper at Indiana Farm Bureau. Uh, everybody at Slab Road Outdoors, they do a lot for me as well. Um, Mark Lentone Entertainment, um, Bruce Bar and Grill, Mark Booker, he's a big help in our program as well. Um, Caudill's Detailing and uh, Hannah's Barbershop and Diamond Race Cars. Can't forget them. Very, very good. And uh, I do want to say, Matt, Skyler was listening. He said, I'm ready. Let's hit the road. Um, Skyler, if you just need like a fuel guy, and I'm not even talking about for the race car, just a guy that will get out of the hauler and pump pump the diesel in, uh, call me. I'm very, very cheap. I work for uh, typically 12-ounce cans. Uh, so let me know. I'm, I'm willing to travel and uh, fuel the hauler. Oh, I can keep the lounge chair warm then inside the, the hauler. So. We're, we're all good. All right. So I'm going to, and I warned you guys both before we started this, I'm going to bring this up. Um, but we're going to get into it a little bit. And you guys can be as professional and upfront and, and right as what you want. But I can tell you that here at Throttled Up, the podcast, both Matt and I were not very happy with the dirt in December lineup decisions. Um, both of us made reasons why. Jordan Weaver and Braden Watson should be represented in St. Louis. So I'm going to ask you guys first, how did you feel about that process? And if you want to say no comment, that's fine. Matt and I will go back to bashing the whole thing. Um, and we're not usually negative about – this program's usually not negative. We stay very positive. But I have a huge problem with local guys like you that are the, the future of this sport not getting the opportunity to go over there and race. So I'm going to ask you your opinion. You you hit the nail on the head. I think, you know, for someone like me or Braden, that race, if we could go over there and be successful, that, that right there is something that could open the eyes of whoever, you know what I mean? So, and I don't know. I, I guess they want who they want there. But uh, I know me and him both were trying like crazy on social media, trying to promote ourselves, and and it just didn't play out. But... I was kind of, kind of mad about the whole situation myself. Yeah. And like we said, you know, before the show, yeah, they're thinking, you know, hey, Tyler's going to show up, race the late model, and he's going to race a modified, and people's going to come watch that. But as Dustin said, all the shares we had of this show from your guys' family members, yeah. there's a whole bunch of seats right there that they would have filled up just mm -hmm. because you guys were going to be there that weekend, and they're already going to go watch those guys run the late models, so yes. it's not yeah. any different, right? And and like we said, yep. And, and Braden, I'll give you a chance to respond here in just a second. Yeah, but, sorry about cutting you off. Uh, the two of us would have been there. Had, had you guys been yeah, racing, yeah. trust me, throttled up would have went over. We'd have bugged you at the pits, trying to yeah. trying to get interviews with you to talk to you about being at Dirt in December, and we'd have covered you. I'm not going over to talk to Tyler Herb. <laughs> I mean, it, that just doesn't. That's not what we're we're about and what we do. So, and that's not a knock on Tyler Herb. Yeah, I'm, we're not singling him out by any. No, means. I'm an Herb fan. That's I, just an example. I love Turbo. I, I do too. He's I'm a wheel man. A, I'm a Turbo fan, and but for me at that race, again, you guys just gave your sponsors. What an opportunity for your sponsors yeah. to help you get to the track every week. What an opportunity for you guys as young drivers. But Braden, I will shut up now and give you the opportunity to actually respond to the question. Yeah, like us being local guys, I mean, we could have went down there and made a name for ourselves and not been as local, you know what I mean? Like, we could have made a name for ourselves down there or whatever, but I would we would have had 30 people there, just us, our family, kind of, whatever. If but, not more. Yeah, more than that, probably. But I don't know. I would say 32, because me and you had been there. Yeah. Well, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And I know we talked. I mean, and this is... The, it, 
I don't think I, I and I'm not the promoter and I'm not a promoter and maybe I'm totally wrong in it. And I know we talked that it can be expensive down there. I I don't care. It, I'm not going to pay the money to go down there and do all of it again to see some of the names that they think are going to draw me in. Yeah. But for you two guys who I've sat here with on the podcast several times, so I get to watch race every week, who I get to walk through the pits and talk to, who hopefully both of you would be wearing throttled up t-shirts at dirt in december uh we would 100 percent. i don't care what it costs me to go down there i would be down there to to support you guys and that's where i think they missed the boat i think they've forgotten that the true local dirt track fans still exist and we're here and if you want my money you got to bring guys that i support to go watch yep. yeah well when i go to eldora for the you know the dream of the world i go over there for those names yeah because they're over there racing their late models mm-hmm. and i would love to go over there and watch them race their late models there but I'm, I'm like dustin this you guys could have landed a national sponsorship you know you had eyes on you that you've never had on you before that would just catapult you guys mm-hmm. yeah. you know deep in your careers there i don't I, I personally don't think that they should do the invite only for the modified does they do it for if they don't do it for late models and i don't think that they should do it for the modifieds yeah, why don't personally. they just cap it? You know, open yeah. it up. If it fills, it fills. I mean, I also yeah. think you knew when it was going to be, so drop you should the be ready. I think they should drop the midgets, keep it modified, and late models only because the midgets have their chili bowl. But that's so, just my That's, that's my a great opinion. point right there. I, I like that point. They have their special race. Yeah. You know, so well, let's have our own. You know, I don't disagree with that. I think that's a, I think that's a really good point because, and I'm the open wheel guy at the, at the table, but I agree. The midgets race is the chili bowl, yeah. and – give you guys that opportunity for it to be the late models and the modifieds there and if that allows us to open it up to more drivers that's what it needs to be yeah. not to mention the midgets probably add two or three hours to the show <laughs> i won't argue but i, I, him, but I, I can't i can't argue i, I know and, and the reason is that because you got to push them yeah 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 flip you stop the whole field now thanks for bringing that up i appreciate yeah. that <laughs> the old pushing flips the pushing flips but man, they're excited when they're going. Yes, they are. <laughs> they do put, I, do, I agree. They put on a good show on the midgets too. I will agree that when it's any other time, they're they're as boring as watching paint dry. But when they're under green and they're going, yeah. those open wheel cars are a lot of fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and like I said, I I I think both of you gave really really good answers um, and very professional answers with it, but. I agree with you 100%. I just want you both to know, us here at Throttled Up the Podcast, we wanted to see you guys over there racing. Nothing would have excited us more than to see you guys over there. I was looking the other day. There was one guy from Indiana invited, one modified driver. See, that's just crazy to me. So, I don't... I don't know what their logic... I, I get it that it's in St. Louis and they want people from around there, but... They're inviting guys that don't even run our sanction yeah, of cars, you know, IMCA, USMTS drivers. They got to change their whole race car just to come race. Yeah. Whereas, I mean, it just doesn't make much sense to me. No, and like I said, we, I mean, we've discussed this before on the show, but all of us are in the same boat because I, I don't. And again, I'm not the promoter, and maybe I'm a fool. Maybe they could come on and show me all the numbers and say, "No, you're crazy. This is what this draws." Maybe I'm wrong, I, and I'll be the first to admit it if i'm i am but i know personally i'm not going because guys like you aren't there that's all i can say and i know that a lot of the local people around here that i've talked to it's the same exact reason why they won't be there yeah and there's plenty of other people that deserved an invite too yeah i mean oh not just us there's a lot of guys around here that that deserved an invite but i'll throw you know jacoby and and ryan in that you know groomer Groomer, yeah. yeah oh yeah yeah, no disrespect to any of the others. Um, we're just partial to those of you who drive over here on Wednesday nights. Yeah, right. Yeah. Ryan Thomas, the invitation's open at any point in time. I've moved on to working on your wife to make her get you here. Yeah. So, <laughs> but no, I, I again, I think that it's a, it's an opportunity that you guys need, and I, I think they'd be shocked. I, I'll be honest, and I, I'll let you guys kind of say what you think about this idea. Even if they did, you know, going back to like the Prelude or, you know, the old IROC Racing Series day, even if they did something where they wanted to pull some of those other guys in and run a one feature race and modifieds or something, 
but do something else and give a a young you know young guns race get do something to get some of these other guys there and again like Braden said if you get rid of the midgets i think you could do it some of that more stuff so again who am i but i agree about the prelude to the dream they need to bring that back I, oh I like but even like, let's say during the year you know this promoter you know comes to brownstown and say you know, we want to jump in on the modified feature night, and this is going to be a qualifier. Huge. To bring, you know, if you, yeah, however you guys yeah. finish in this race, we give you a chance to be invited to the Dome. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. go to all these different spots and say, tonight's a qualifier race yeah. for the Dome, you know, in December. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, and think about the guys that would show up that yeah, night you'd have, because... You'd have 45 modifiers there. We got a chance. Yeah. So, like I said, and maybe I'm a fool, and if I am, it's not the first time. So, but I, I think there's some better ways to do it. So, but jumping on the prelude though, that was one of the best races oh, ever. I miss, I miss watching that. Yeah, yeah, that was. Back. I just think they ran out of people to invite because it seemed yeah. like they're you know the the car count started going down, and then you were getting yeah. you know drag racers trying to race dirt, mm-hmm. and you know I think there's just hard to invite people. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I just wish they would go. I mean, even if it was. Even if you didn't bring it back to where you were trying to get, you know, obviously the total outside of dirt and some of that, pulling them into late models. Even if you made it like a an all-star, even former dirt guys race. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you brought in some of these guys that have kind of gotten out of the sport and give them a ride for that weekend. I mean, yeah. think about some of those guys that, that probably could still get in and wheel a car physically, but can't do it. 30 40 nights a year yeah we we saw that at portsmouth with donnie moran he jumped in that modified mm-hmm. and ran second to eddie yep. carriers that, that was that was pretty cool i mean think about if you had a whole field like that like donnie moran i mean bob pierce and all them guys that'd yeah be, that'd all of a sudden cool. you got one night man all you do yeah. is make it through one night and don't make it a 100 lap yeah. ridiculous race make it a normal 20 25 lap feature and let those guys go out and get it. I, I think that'd be a cool be cool good. type of race. Le, like a Legends race, I guess. That's I what, you know, Legend of the Dirt or something. You know, you title like that. Like mm-hmm. you said, but, you know, Bob Pierce back in and, and you know, Donnie Moran. You know. That, It'd kind of be like the senior PGA Tour in golf. You yeah. know, let oh, those yeah, guys yeah. kind of come back and, and do something. I think that'd be a heck of a race over there. So, Well, a lot of those guys, you know, Donnie and, and Bob are there, you know, because their sons are racing. So mm-hmm. it, it isn't like you'd have to, you know find ways to get him there they're they're waiting yeah. you know so well and yeah and you talk about needing to get cars i can't imagine the number of late models that would be lined up to let a legends race go yeah, on that, yeah. I mean, there, yeah there's plenty of big shops out there that would say yep we'll put you in it let's go oh, yeah i agree all right well let's take one more quick break here um to bring in our next round of sponsors and then we are going to come back with these uh, two gentlemen to talk about the upcoming season and what to expect to see from these two young men. Gilpin Electric and Generator Services is a customer-first company that takes care of all your electric and generator needs. They're your go-to dealer, installer, and generator service company. Don't be stuck without power during severe weather this year. Contact Gilpin Electric and Generator Services on Facebook or call them at 812-953-1261. We've all heard horror stories about insurance companies and insurance agents. Let me tell you about my family's agent, Tommy Taylor. Tommy is an agent at Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance and is a multi-line agent that can keep all your insurance in one place. Why is a dedicated agent so important? When you have the unexpected occur, you'd much rather know the person on the other end of the phone. Contact info for Tommy. 812-372-4483 at extension 2447 or look him up on Facebook at Tommy Taylor, Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance. Don't be another horror story. Stop knocking on wood and relying on a 1-800 number. Trust Tommy Taylor today. Hey, give Brad at Brad Irwin Customs a call for bodies, interiors, fab work, setup, and consulting. With Brad Irwin Customs, you can stick them deeper. Call him today at 812-216- and we are back here again um with jordan weaver and Braden watson and first of all Braden, i'm gonna jump on you here a little bit as we get into the future because you know 
I think it's unfair, but we like to pick on you on this show quite a bit. Yep. We've, uh, I mean, even when you're not here, here, and it's it's really not fair to you because you can't defend yourself. Yep. We've made fun of your car. Everything. We keep saying we and all that. Have you noticed that? <laughs> yeah. I've heard you make some <laughs> jokes. Let's, let's I, I'm not saying I'm not the biggest instigator, but you've been there. And peer pressure. Oh, yeah. Your car getting stolen. That was, you've you've made uh, some of those. Was, yeah, yeah, that was that, me. That was kind of funny, really. It, I don't know why they would steal that car though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it sticks out like a sore thumb. I don't know why you'd take that one. You on the pink moped that I saw. Yep. Be like putting a cube in a round hole, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So but the biggest one lately has been the nickname that we're going to move on from the pup. All righty. That was his choice, though. That wasn't our. Yeah, that hey, I, he I told me he's outgrown the pup. Yeah, because you know Matt has said on here several times you've got two chest hairs now, so we've got a. I've got a few now. <laughs> <laughs> we're up to three. Yeah. One, one was an eyelash. Yeah, one fell down. I brushed it; it fell off. <laughs> so we need a new we need a new nickname if we're not going to be the pup. I don't. That's that's your guys' call. I don't. I can't make my own. It'll come to us one day. <laughs> All uh, right. I mean, I I. I mean, the cube. I think Braden the cube wants <laughs> it. The cube. That, nah, it's, <laughs> that was stolen. That, literally, yeah, look, that was good. The nickname too. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. but I know, I hope you know that when we pick on you on no, here, I it's, love it. I it's, love it. It's nothing but love. Yeah. And, uh, well, most of the time. Um, <laughs> well, you know what he's thinking? Even when we're picking on him, we're still saying his name. Yeah. He's, getting, yeah. he's getting broadcast out yeah, there. He's, so. <laughs> he's thinking, sponsors, hear me. Yeah. Hear me. They're talking yeah, about, yeah. I got three chest hairs now. Three of them. <laughs> <laughs> that fourth one out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you can keep us updated on that, that'd be yeah, great. I'll let we'll, you know. We'll call you every week on the show. Let us know how that's yeah. all going. I think he might actually be, uh, he's at least in the top three of most visited guests, though. We, we, we think we need to start keeping track of that. But uh, Yeah, we'd have to look back. Um, I really can't think of anybody else who's been on here three times. Owens, I think. I think Jeremy, Jeremy has, yeah. Jeremy's been on three times. Yeah. Um, Gilpin's only Gilpin's been on twice. Uh, it may just be him and Owens, actually. Yeah. Hey, I'd have to see. But he's done the oh, most. Oh, wait a second! Time out! Time out! Time out! Oh, my mother. Mom says he wants to be called the cowboy. I, I, I am a cowboy, <laughs> for the most part. You do realize that. This will be the first time this ever has ever been told in public, but Jacoby Hines talked to me about being the millennial cowboy. About what do you mean? About him? That's his nickname. Oh. Is the millennial cowboy. Huh. So the modified's gonna be full of cowboys. Cowboys. <laughs> I'm not like Jacoby. I don't walk When they roll out, we're gonna have to start playing the old Will and Jennings song, Mama Don't Let Your Baby Grow Up to Be Cowboys, yeah. I guess. You That's know? my walkout song. Jordan will call you the anti cowboy. Yeah. <laughs> The Indian. <laughs> <laughs> the cowboy. But, you know, Jacoby does wear boots to the racetrack. Yeah, so. he, he's way more country than I am. Yeah, I'm going to say he might win that one over there. So, I, I'm. You know what, though? I got to be honest. I'm glad the cube was stolen because I don't know if we could have called you a cowboy and you roll up out of the cube. I don't know. The cube's pretty country, boys. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, if... <laughs> If anybody's watching that has any other nickname ideas uh, for Braden, throw them out there on the Facebook feed, um, so we can we can see what we're going to come up with because we're going we're going to get something really good for him uh, before the end of this year. So let's talk about next year to both of you and um, what's the plan? What are we looking ahead to? What are we excited about? Uh. Obviously, I think we're both going to stay in the modifieds. Um, I just hope I can have as good as a year I had last year, if not a little bit better. Uh, I think I haven't told very many people this, but I think we're going to dabble in the crate stuff a little bit. Um, thanks to Keegan Cox and his family, they've uh, 
lent me a car to drive a few times and eventually passed down to his little brother. So that'll be cool. Hopefully we can be competitive. But uh, just hope to be as strong as we were ne- this year, next year, and keep the ball rolling. Yeah. yeah, you said before the show that he's planning on running, what, 60-some shows possibly? Uh, <laughs> that's what he that's could possibility, run. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I ran 50 this year, and that was, that was a lot. So I'll probably try to stick around 40 or 50 again next year. Yeah, for me, I'm just going to get a brand new brand new diamond. Thanks to Ryan, he's going to help us out a little bit with that deal. And uh, we're not going to run for his points as much as we did this past year, but I think we're going to try and – run with the better guys like see where we stack up against like nicely and them guys you know what i mean other guys like fairberry farmer city traveling guys let me ask you this real quick because brayden i want to throw this to you like i said you've been on the show here three times and two years ago i mean you were that 15 year old that was getting your first opportunity to get in the car yeah yeah. Can you imagine that you're getting ready to go into your third year in a modified and how crazy it's been in the last two years? No, that's unbelievable, really, for me, because I've always wanted to do this, and now saying going into the third year, it's pretty cool. So that's that, I mean, that's I I just remember that first race oh, when yeah. we we would come up to you and talk to you, and yeah. then well, I interviewed him before we raced that night. Yeah, so. and, and having you on the show, and like I said, but to see your growth. And can in the consistency you've built, it's exciting to see. Yeah. So even though I pick on you all the time, I'll give you one big big shout out right there. Yeah, thank you. Um. So going into next year, obviously, you know, Jordan, you said I'd like to have a similar year to this year. Those kind of things. Do you? And you don't have to tell me what that goal is. But do you set a goal? Do you say, hey, I want to win. I'd love to win this many races. I'd love to do this. Do you guys do that when you get ready to go into the year? For sure. You know, last year, my goal was three wins, and I got three wins. This year, I said if I can beat that and get five, I'll be happy, and I got seven. So next year, I'm going to go for ten, and hopefully I can get more than that. That's awesome. Yeah, we have a big whiteboard in the shop, and we wrote like five goals on the board. And with like three wins and Brownstown track champion, make the race at Cedar Ridge. And uh, I can't remember what the other one was, but we got one of those. We made the race at Cedar Ridge, finished second points, got two wins. So we were kind of there, whatever. But I'd like to win at least five next year, realistically. I think that'd be nice to do. And you know, and it's tough, and both of you can kind of comment on this, but both of you are in that kind of boat it's tough with what you guys try to do because just like you said earlier, our goal is to kind of go and race with the best of the best. And I I think that's a a great thing. I think you guys are on that level to go challenge yourself, but it's also tough to say, my goal is I want to go get 10 wins or five wins and I'm going to, you could go find 10 wins. Mm -hmm. I mean, we can, we could sit down after the show and, and I'm not picking on any racetrack, but fine. 10 modified shows next year that we could say Jordan Weaver is going to win 10 races. Yep. Same thing with you, Braden, with yeah. five wins. But you guys put yourself in the situation, I'm going to go race the top-level competition I am and still set these goals. So you've got to kind of balance that back and forth, don't you? Yeah, for yeah. sure. And each year I think it's getting harder and harder to find a place to go that you're not going to have to outrun at least two or three cars, you know. Everywhere I've went this year, there's somebody there to give me a run for my money. So, But I think you guys meeting that competition head-on has really made your guys' careers better because you're not just going out there riding around the racetrack because there isn't any competition there. I mean, every lap you guys are on the track, you're having to race. I mean, from the heat races, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, every lap of the feature, you know, I, I ain't seen one race handed to you guys by no means because right. you guys race right there with the best competition. Mm-hmm. I think running top five with the best of the best guys is almost better than a win at, like, a local, like, track, you know what I mean? Like, if I could go to, like, Fairbury on a, like, on a good night and run with those guys, I think that's better than winning a, a feature somewhere. And you're going to some of those guys' home yeah, track, yeah, sure. you know, that they've got, you know, like you guys are at Brownstown. And, you know, so that – I think that's uh, – I'm like you, that those top fives – you guys discredit because you guys said you know yeah. you expect more than that, but when you start looking at the competition, competition you're rated against, level, yeah. 
that would be a win or a top three anywhere else, yeah. you know, on any other given night. Yep. But I also got to say that I think that's what makes both of you the racers and the competitors that you are. Because even though we've sat all night and we've talked about how successful you've been and you've gotten the chance to race with Gilpin and, and Groomer and Ryan Thomas and Jeremy Owens. Jeremy yep, Owens yep. and Jacoby Hines and Nick Hoffman and Tyler Nicely and all these things, and you still accomplish what you have. Both of you, when we started talking, said, "Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I, I won a handful of races, and you know, it wasn't. It, it was a good year, but so you still beat yourselves up, even though we can all sit here and agree right now and say, "Hey, if I go run top five to these guys, that's a really good night." Yeah. But if I talk to you after Fairbury and you're both are top five, you're both going to tell me I had more car I could have gotten, could have been top three. Okay. I could have won this race. And it doesn't, which is what you have to have. That's the drive you have to have to be a great driver. After every race, sure. you got you kick yourself. No matter where you finish, you're kicking yourself. You could have had that one more spot or whatever. But I'm, I'm going to throw this in the, on what you just said. A lot of those guys you're racing – they can go back to the shop and they can get the other car mm-hmm. or they yeah. can get the other motor, the other transmission. You know, you said earlier, you guys have one of everything. And yeah. when that's mm-hmm. gone, it might interfere and you might, guys might not go the next weekend. Mm-hmm. That's what happened to me this year. That's, we had to set out like four weeks after our bad record Bloomington. So, and yeah. I think that has, you guys could get that extra spot, but you realize, okay, if I get it and things go bad, you know, I'm sitting for a while. I'm a spectator. And I think you guys sometimes, you know, okay, we're we're good with this because we can get them the next time. Yeah. And uh, anytime your cars are one piece, that's a good night. Right that's on. where we started. Yeah. Yep. And for and for local guys like you, that's huge. Yeah, that's the main. Oh yeah. Piece. And when you talk to when you talk to any of you guys in the pits, and it says number one goal is come back in one piece tonight. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Put it back in the box in one yeah, piece. You know, number two's victory lane. Yep. And if mm-hmm. if one and two conflict. And I, I know that some people out there probably think I'm crazy. If one and two conflict, one, putting it back in one piece in the box, a lot of times is more important because you may be able to go get that rate, that that win or that extra spot, but you may not race next week or the week after. You may sit four weeks. Yeah. There's been a couple nights this year that I, I was running second or third, and I knew I probably could have been a little bit faster, you know, running through the holes or whatever, acting stupid, but – you know, I have to race tomorrow night and next week, and if I break something, I'm out until I get it, you know. So it's there's a fine line between them. But don't you think as well, and, and both of you answer this for me, growing up racing that way, don't you think, let's say both of you get the opportunity, whether in the modified or in the late models later, that you're on a, you're on a national touring team. Let's say it, it all hits, and I hope it does for both of you. And I hope you remember throttled up the podcast. Um, but don't you think that helps those kind of guys that get there? Because even though you've got a shop full of spare parts or a spare car in the, the trailer, you still take care of your stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. we talked earlier, a hundred lap race is not just about being fast. It's about conserving your stuff being and not tearing it up. Yep. Yeah, no, no national level team is going to want somebody that just can go 20 laps right around the cushion just and junks it every night you know what i mean you got to take care of your stuff yeah some people treat a race car as a consumable yeah where they can <laughs> yeah. just destroy it and then get the other one out that's one of the best quotes i've ever I, heard that's right that needs that needs written down so a lot of so. people treat a race car as a consumable i love that oh yeah so all right so now i, I want to know this if if you have the options where is the dream place to go race? Obviously, both of you race at Brownstown a lot, Bloomington, Paragon. But where's the dream place next year if you get the opportunity to go race there? Um, next year, I'd like to at least go to Lawrenceburg, Fairbury, Farmer City, maybe Eldora, Terre Haute, you know, just any other track that I can get to, really. You, you said know. Florence earlier, Florence, too. Florence, yes, yes. Yeah, Florence is a big one on mine. I really want to get down there and race, but I don't know where else, honestly. Like, like we were talking, though, it's hard to travel yeah, three or four hours hard. when there's so many racetracks yeah. around here oh, that yeah. you can go to. Our shop's five minutes from Brownstown. It's hard to pass that up every week. Mm. So. <laughs> is Eldora intimidating? I don't think so. I mean, 
when you're out on it, it doesn't look as big as it really is. You know, and when it slicks off, you're not really going that fast because they keep it slick and smooth nowadays. So I don't think it would be as bad as everybody says it is. Yeah, I'd like to try it. Have I, you raced on it before? No, Jordan? no. Okay. I mean, and, and – and, Sorry. <laughs> don't get me wrong. If you guys go race on it, uh, tell me, because when we had Gilpin on after he won the Johnny Appleseed and we were sitting there talking to him and he said – when he comes through turn one and two, he likes to check the video board mm-hmm. to see where guys are behind him. And I thought, you're coming up against that wall, and you're sliding that yeah. late model around, but you're checking the video board to see where guys are behind. Like, And to me, never doing what you guys do, I can't understand that whatsoever. It's crazy how comfortable you can get in a race car. Really? Yeah, I mean... I, I'm, I'm so comfortable in mine now that I got in a different car this year and it was like a completely different world. Really? You know what I mean? And then I get back in mine, it's like, ah, that's home, you know? Are you guys able to see the board at Brownstown? Not uh, when you're racing. I can't. Oh, really? Okay. I didn't know if you guys could see like who was running behind you when you were in the front. Uh, maybe like one one or two laps I look up there. Like coming out of uh, three, I look like right coming out of three, I look up at the boards, how many laps are left or whatever, but that's as close as you can get. Like you can't see it one and two. Oh, you can't at all. No. Is is it below the the racetrack? Yeah, yeah, oh, is yeah. it? Okay. Yeah. Connor Mead said can confirm the video board is an incredible spotter <laughs> at, yeah. at Eldora. So I just that to me, like I, I can't I, I'm like you. I don't think I could find the time to look up there and see what's going on. So that, that's amazing. To I, me. I, I just I think I would be so stressed about everything going and I know you get in a rhythm and you start to feel it, mm-hmm. but for a non-driver, for a guy that watches what you guys do, that just is blown away by it, that's one. That's one comment he made. I'll never forget because I thought there is no way I could I could do that. So I think Braden can agree. Just learning to have to watch the sticks. Yeah, just you know? watch the sticks. It's yeah. crucial if, just to know if you got a good gap. You know, you you can drive the car a little bit easier. You don't have to thrash your equipment you know and you always got somebody down there to like yeah. commu- communicate with you i mean you can't you know what i mean they can tell you what to do or whatever it's I, nice to have them down there i never noticed the amount of sticks around the racetrack till you and i were in the pace truck <laughs> i know i can remember I what race it was but uh you know we had a a traveling announcer in for the it series. was what? uh it was the mars race it was a Mars race. You came down and rode the pace so truck with we, us. So we both jumped in the pace truck to lead the, the late model feature around. And, you know, I don't get to see a whole lot, you know, because I'm, I'm up in the tower. And, I mean, there were sticks. And I was like, yeah. how do you keep track of your sticks to, to this guy's sticks? You know, and I noticed there were different colors. You know, mm-hmm. there was striped differently. And different areas on the on the uh, where yeah. you stand. And, yeah. and I was like, this is unreal to me that, you know, there – that that there's that much out and about that you guys got to watch outside of the guys racing next to you, mm-hmm. you know, to the inside of you, the track. Yeah, you got you got ten guys lined up in one spot with yeah. sticks, and you're coming by at 70, 80 mile an hour. To, you got to pick out your guy and oh, see yeah. what he's doing. So, and this sounds awful, but I always love the guy on the front stretch, and it's not a certain guy, but that he's not a stick guy for somebody no he's, he's just, just got a fan. set of sticks <laughs> yeah. and i love that he's he's out there and he's a fan he's just like he he's just giving everything he can to yeah. everybody that goes by him thinking he's probably helping out a few people <laughs> yeah bro yeah the the guy in last place knows yeah. i'm getting ready to get laughed <laughs> or you got the guy that uh has consumed one too many barley pops and he's out there at the fence with tissy's arms or you know or is uh, or is use beer bottles yeah. <laughs> this is where you're at banging them together yeah. so hey before um we uh we move on because we're we're in an hour guys oh, which really? is crazy um but before we get out of here i want to give you guys a chance again to to not only give out your sponsors that you you've had who helps you get to the track but if there's opportunities to still get on your car Please let people know, you know, how to get a hold of you guys and, and how they can do that. Yeah, there's always availability in our race cars. I think Jordan can vouch for me there. If you yeah. want to go first, you can. Um, like I said, LaSpot Enterprises, uh, Turner Contract and Canon Filters, uh, Shannon and Jeremy Morrow at S&J Construction, uh, Eric Alcorn Alcorn Industrial. Um, once again, Ryan Thomas and Diamond, he's helped our program out a lot. Um, Celery Signs, um, Cyber Road Outdoors. 
um, Mark Mark Booker over there at um, Land of Indiana and uh, Mike Hopper at uh, Indiana Farm Bureau. They've helped us out a lot. So big thank you to everybody there. Yeah. Um, well, once again, you know, you got to thank family. That's I think that's yeah. what makes this go around. But B and W Auto Mart, Perfection Cleaning, Shipley Drywall, Gotts Tree Service, Morrison's TV and Appliance, uh, Bloomington Window Tent, Deck Diesel Performance, and uh, we also talked about product sponsors, which are big, big, big help. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, I, I've got Earnhardt Technologies, Swift Springs, Afco Shocks. Let's see. Spec Racing Engines, Impressive Race Cars, Schaefer's Oil, uh, JCE Fuel Systems. He's not really a product sponsor, but he's a big help. Uh, Dirt Defender Race Products and Wheel Covers. He's a big help. He uh, he takes care of me pretty well. Um, yeah, I think that's about it. But it's just a big, big group effort. And yeah. we couldn't do it without Fam- everybody. Family operation is what I, I can get on by. If it wasn't for our families, we wouldn't be able to do it at all. Now, how can they contact you guys if, if somebody listening wants to throw some money your guys' way? How, how, what's the best way to get a hold of you Facebook, guys? Yeah, Facebook. That's Messenger. probably the best way. Okay. You know, we're, we'll we'll take anything. Yeah. yeah I think Braden will vouch for <laughs> yeah. that. Um, I mean, I don't care if it's $200, you know, yeah. we'll take it. I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. And anything I just, helps. I just want to say this real quick. And, and for anybody listening that, you know, maybe owns a small business or is looking for a way to get in, and we've talked about this on the show before, but – I can tell you right now that I do business with people that I see sponsoring race cars. Me too. Mm-hmm. And, Me too. And, it's, and it's not just – I think sometimes people that aren't in the racing world think that, well, just my, my logo going around that track is not going to help. It's, it has nothing to do with me noticing that. It has to do with the fact if you're supporting one of my passions and supporting a driver to get to the track, yeah. I'm going to help do my business with you so you can continue to support that. And race fans are passionate, and if you're helping a driver, and these are two great young drivers uh, to jump on board with and help out. So if you've got a chance, whether you've got a small business or something you want to promote, please reach out to both these guys and, uh, and help them out get into the track in 2020. Yeah, thank I you. agree. I think they'd yeah, be great you. you know, spokesmen for whatever product gets put on the car. You guys are very professional on the racetrack. You know, you – don't go out and try to tear your stuff up or anyone else's mm-hmm. and then yeah. Yeah, i think you guys would be great representatives for anyone yep and i want to say this before we jump off of here but thank you to both of you i know it's a drive for both of you to get over here and i can't tell you how much we appreciate you guys being friends of the show supporting the show you guys are are always watching commenting sharing stuff um but no we we got your back we're in support of you guys and uh we cannot wait to see you guys roll back out in 2020 and see what you guys get done. Yeah. We appreciate yeah, it. Thanks for having Just us. Just let me know when you want me back. <laughs> hey. <laughs> it's been a blast. Hey, I appreciate it. When I sent you the message, I'm like, hey, we're going to get you guys back on the show. It's like, name it. We're yeah, here. Yeah, we'll get it done. Yeah. Well, he's got to come back so we can tie Braden. Yeah, well, yeah, we yeah, got to yeah. Well, yeah, we got to pull Jordan and not yeah. tell Braden it's coming on just yeah, so he can get yeah. pulled into yeah, three, three visits. Three, three visits. visits. So, yeah, so everybody, uh, if you get a chance, check these guys out. Um Big update, uh, and I'm going to go ahead and throw it out there here as we've got some people on. Be ready here coming up December 18th. It'll be our last Throttled Up the Podcast here before uh, the holiday season and going into 2020. And I am very, very excited to announce here with us will be K-Rob. Yes. Kent Robinson will be in studio uh, to talk with us. Very, very excited to talk to K-Rob and uh, finish out the 2020 season uh, with him talking about his race program, what he does, the exciting things that he's accomplished, and looking forward to what he does. So make sure that you tune in to check out our interview with K Rob on December 18th and be on the lookout on our Facebook page for what's coming in January. We've got some exciting episodes we're lining up. Yes. And very, very excited to see that. Last thing I'll leave us with. You know, good luck to both these guys, Jordan and Braden, and congratulations again to Jared Thomas uh, going out and winning the Mazda Road to the 24 shootout. Uh, very, very proud of you, kid. Great job. Thank you. Thank you Thank for you. having us. Thanks for having us. 
Race Fans in the Fastlane Productions has rebranded itself as Dirt to Media. This is a huge win for us as race fans as they will be expanding their coverage to three local racetracks. For a mere $9.99 a month, you can choose between race action from Thunder Valley, Twin Cities Raceway Park, or Brownstown Speedway. But really, who can choose? So for only $13.99 per month, upgrade to the VIP membership and receive video from all three tracks. The only question I have left for you is, what are you doing? Get over to dirttomedia.tv and sign up today. Hey, Matt, what would you say is one of your most prized possessions? Oh, it has to be my racing t-shirts. And you've got an impressive collection. But I heard about a new place, p3racingshirts.com is the one and only place offering genuine custom racing shirts with no minimum quantities. Their shirts are printed in full color using the latest technology and direct-to-garment printing. They have custom designs for several different car types and specialize in our favorite, dirt track racing. That has to be great for the local driver. You don't have to buy all those up front. Absolutely, and they don't have to hold all that inventory at home. What did you say that was again? P3RacingShirts.com. Let's check them out. Octobuilt Performance Differentials in Louisville, Kentucky, specializes in race, performance, and street differentials. Don't trust just anybody with your differential. Make sure it's someone who's a proven winner. Contact Mike Kessler today at 502-639-7886. Again, that's Mike Kessler at 502-639-7886. Octobuilt Performance Differentials, a proven winner. Does your yard have a dead or dying tree threatening your house or property? Do you have an unsightly stump you're tired of mowing around? Have trees that need trimmed up against the house? If you answered yes to any of these questions, call our good friends at Kane's Tree Service. They're fully insured and offer free estimates. Call Kane's Tree Service today at 812-344-5917. Tree trimming, tree removal, stump removal. Call our friends at Kane's Tree Service today at 812-344-5917. OCC Seamless Gutters is the only place to turn for new 6-inch seamless gutters, gutter repair, leaf guard systems, and gutter cleanouts. I mean it. Go outside right now, and if your gutters have trees growing out of them, call OCC. Let me give you a little hint. Schedule them for a time your wife is gone and take all the credit. OCC is fully insured and offers free estimates. Call them today at 812-592-7899 or visit their Facebook page at OCC Seamless Gutters. <laughs> 